Hello everyone, we have Vijay here for a conversation. He's a data scientist in Siemens. He's also a TEDx speaker and he has won multiple awards. The first one is 20 plus inspiring data scientists to be followed. This was given by AI Journal in USA and he has also won 40 under 40 data scientists award in, in India. Uh, other than that, uh, the, the most important thing here uh, for our viewers is he has an electrical engineering background. So it's pretty awesome. He comes from electrical engineering background. Then he becomes data scientist right now working for a reputed company in Germany with all these achievements. So Vijay, first of all, thank you very much. I know you are a busy person. So thanks for spending time out of your weekend. Thanks a lot for uh, inviting me uh, for a, a conversation. I mean, like I would like to take this as a, as a conversation, as you said uh, at the beginning, more of an interactive session rather than uh, something like a typical interview. So thank okay. you once again for uh, taking your time as well over the weekend. So looking forward to, to have a nice chat with you over the next few minutes. Sure, sure. All right. So the first thing is you are an electrical engineer. So how did you become data scientist? Can you just tell us your story? Uh, it's actually a um, I mean, long story, but I'll try to make it uh, short. So what I did is I did my bachelor's in electrical engineering back in India from, from one of the affiliated colleges from Mana University, Chennai. And I came to Germany to do my master's. Uh, I again did my master's in electrical engineering from Technical University of Munich. Uh, but then I got a chance to work as a working student. So the good thing about studying in Germany is you can work part time. So I started my career with Telefonica, which is also called as O2 in Germany. There I, I got a I mean, crucial breakthrough. I mean, you can call it a breakthrough. So there uh, I was contacted by one of the data science team and I was asked to do a small task. And that's when I, I was like, okay, data is really good. And it is really, I mean, fascinating to me. It was fascinating to me at that point. And then I started exploring a lot of online platforms, a lot of uh, YouTube contents and a lot of books, eBooks, blogs. So I would say it's more of a, self-taught and self-made path, but it's not an easy, easy path. Uh, it you is, need to be uh, a lot of, have a lot of patience, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, like uh, I started this data science journey in 2013 and the awards that you listed uh, just, uh, I mean, in the, in the, at the beginning of the call or uh, recent awards. I mean, like I got those awards after seven years of uh, continuous efforts. I see. So you need to be patient. You need to have a lot of patience, persistence, and at the same point, you need to practice a lot. I see. You need to practice things. Yeah. So uh, just to summarize, you were working as an electrical. You did your master in Germany in electrical engineering, doing job as electrical engineer. But on that job, you got an opportunity yeah. to work on data science problem. So now you started working on it, but then when do you become like a full-time data, data scientist? Like how did that transition happen? Yeah, so I got a work student opportunity, as I said. So I converted that into an internship. So I, hmm. I asked my manager, oh, why can't I have a full-time internship so that I can focus full-time on data. Okay. And then I got an internship. I did that well. I, I then got a master's 
master thesis was also done and then i got an entry job at the same company as a junior data scientist so it, it oh. was like <laughs> so the learning part since i was a student there was not a lot of burden on me so for me uh, that gave me some space to uh, breather i mean that gave me some breather uh, that gave me some time to to look into some statistic courses some machine learning courses some python courses and then i was also a student in university parallelly doing my masters i had the option of taking elective courses like like how we do in india mm-hmm. so there were chances for me to take up some elective courses so i made use of those as well i see so uh, for the viewers who are listening and who wants to make a transition i think the take away from this uh, conversation is on your job let's say you are mechanical engineer or electrical engineer yeah. nowadays every companies are using computer systems and they are generating a lot of data so you will have some okay. opportunity of doing data science type of work okay. you need to be open minded you need to look forward for those those type of yeah. task and initially you have to put hard work your manager might not approve okay. it but once you yep. have a persistent afford uh, eventually you will be able to make transition and and working in a same company if you can make the transition that is the best because if you apply in yeah. other companies then that might be difficult all right yeah, yeah yeah that's true that's true i mean internal switch is is the first way to go it's it's one of the easiest ways to go i mean it may not look easy as such i mean let's say a mechanical engineer suddenly goes to a data science team and asks for a task definitely they'll not be giving him a task so let's let's take a single project uh, do some small work accompany the real project people mm. take up small task and build on it so capitalize on the beginning and then over a period of time i mean it's not like you just want to be a data scientist and you 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 can wake up as a data scientist the very next day so it is a process so believe in the process and uh, i am sure that everybody can get this opportunity but they need to be patient they need exactly. to wait we need to wait for the right opportunity and right time so uh, what do you do at siemens like just talk about some of the problems that you're solving mm-hmm. yeah so siemens as you know i mean like we are a wide range of uh, industries i mean siemens has health industries health engineers siemens mobility is there where i work siemens is into wind power energy so they have a lot of sectors so the domain where i concentrate is with siemens mobility where we deal with train data so we deal with real time train data so whatever metros that you are using for your work uh, in the past i mean since now it is covid not a lot of people are commuting with train okay yeah that's why you said past <laughs> uh, i see yeah 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 so uh, but in general we we do projects across the globe so since siemens has it operations in more than 150 countries across the globe uh, we we work with trains so let, let me give you an example i mean like uh, we predict uh, the failure of components in trains so let's say a train is made up of a lot of components like compressors engine doors fans a lot of things right so we we predict such component failure in advance so that, that is one interesting project and uh, let's say london in london a metro runs in every 2 minutes so imagine if a train is late by 30 seconds it's it's a catastrophe so we ah. predict uh, the the trains that are coming that are scheduled 
that are scheduled to arrive. So these sort of interesting live projects that we are doing. I see. And uh, what type of uh, enterprise tools that you use? Because if you're in college, let's say you're doing some mm -hmm. online course, they typically use mm -hmm. Python, Jupyter Notebook, SKLearn mm -hmm. for deep learn mm -hmm. learning, they will use TensorFlow. But when you go mm -hmm. to industry, sometimes people use some of the enterprise tools. So like, what is your technology mm -hmm. stack? Um, again, I mean, Siemens, as, as we are a big firm, we have built our own tools as well for, for a lot of things. But apart from that, of course, we use Python, Jupyter Notebooks, uh, we use Tableau, Spotfire for uh, data visualization. And uh, we use data engineers, they use uh, AWS and other cloud services as well uh, for the pipelining and other stuff for databases. So it, it's a mix, I would say. So it depends on each unit, each department, it depends on the budget that is allotted to each unit. Mm -hmm. And as I said, since Siemens is spread over across 150 countries, it, 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 it's difficult to uh, use and maintain a single tool. I see. So if something goes wrong with that tool, then the whole system is uh, collapsed. So that's why right. we use different tools over different uh, departments. I see. All right. So now let's move on to some of your achievements, which is uh, your LinkedIn network has how many connections? 35,000, I think. Yeah, close to close to 35,000 people follow me on LinkedIn. I see. So at some point, once you max out your connection, people cannot yeah. make like direct connection. They have to just follow it. All right. So you are already yeah. celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just curious, like, how did you achieve such a huge, you are like such a young guy. How did you achieve like such a huge, how did you build such a huge network in LinkedIn? Um, yeah, LinkedIn journey, it, it uh, dates back to uh, four or five years. I mean, like it's it, again, like a process. So I, I take everything as a process. So I, what I did initially was I shared what I learned. So let's say uh, I shared what projects did I work with and what results I got. And I shared some of the data visualizations I made. So I shared others works by giving credit. So I shared a lot of interesting stuff over a period of time and people started liking it. I mean, like they followed it and uh, they were like, um, come on Vijay your posts are really interesting so that's how mm -hmm. it started it all started and now it's like um, I'm maxed out and I'm <laughs> close to 35,000 followers I mean like the 30 is the limit given by LinkedIn mm -hmm. and yeah I'm, I'm well well above that at the moment <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah. many times when people are building their career they're in college and they want to learn data science uh, they often um, underrate the importance of LinkedIn actually. So LinkedIn is very, very important in terms of building your connections with other people. And through those connections, not only you can learn a lot of things, but you can get job opportunities, career opportunities. So uh, everyone who's listening, uh, please make sure you are building a proper profile on LinkedIn and then you are building a stronger network because that's going to be super useful. Right. Exactly, exactly. Rightly, rightly said, Dawal. I mean, like, uh, the, the common Indian mindset is, is always this uh, LinkedIn is just a job search tool. It's not at all. It's, it's yeah. all about building connections, building network, and uh, reading a lot of success stories, and learning from others. So this is the key LinkedIn, key core of LinkedIn, which 
people tend to miss so i personally recommend a lot of people to build a solid linkedin profile i mean no matter what you have in your career so far be it a small quiz competition or any certification that you did in the last 5 to 10 years just post it don't be shy uh, because you never know which can open a door for you and also you can also follow me on linkedin i mean if you few ways you can search for vijay pravin maharajan for, for the people we will who... uh, post a link of your uh, linkedin profile in the video description yeah. so that they can follow sure. it uh sure, now sure. so you spoke in tedx uh, event and you were the first indian to speak at this tedx event in germany so can you talk about that like how did that opportunity arise and what was the topic by the way we will post a link of your video uh, your tedx video as well in the video description but just talk about that sure 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 so as, as you know i mean like i i love talking so i keep giving on various talks i have given speeches on various platforms like be it a small auditorium or a bigger auditorium i have had so many events where i was invited as a guest speaker or a keynote speaker so uh, i was presenting a couple of uh, my projects in an international conference here in germany and in uh, europe as a, as a guest speaker so there uh, there was a professor who who just saw the talk and uh, he invited me for a tedx so what was kind of uh, interesting and uh, at the same point i was really surprised that i was the very first indian to be invited for a tedx talk uh, that is below 30 so it was a great pleasure and um, i mean i cannot simply put put the happiness in words i know <laughs> yeah getting a tedx get tedx opportunity is like a one time uh, opportunity in your life so because I, we we always watch tad videos and we always think oh these guys are pretty smart and when you yourself get an opportunity it's like it's a big yeah. deal so what was the talk yeah. about what was the topic yeah so i spoke a lot about india i mean my home country obviously so i uh, spoke a lot of data about india i spoke a lot of uh, uh, environmental statistics and uh, pollution and other stuff how to keep our uh, country safe and secure so the topic was a uh, little things that makes a big difference so i see we always neglect little things that can make a big difference so i just wanted to create an impact and yeah it is also good doing good rounds in youtube i mean like it has just close to 7 months after the release and it has already crossed 1 lakh views 100000 views mm-hmm. which is good for a common man i mean like i am not a big celebrity <laughs> <laughs> coming from a common man and getting such a response was was pleasant right right okay good So since you are in uh, speaking and uh, public speaking and all that uh, can mm-hmm. you give our viewers some advice on how, what is the importance of this public speaking in terms of career because often time people they want to become data scientist or they want to become software engineer and they only focus on technical skills they only focus on python and sklearn but they don't focus on this soft skills which is speaking in public so what's the importance yeah. of the speaking in public and how does it help in your career growth yeah. to be honest it, it pushes you to a different level to be honest i mean like it is mm-hmm. not uh, it is not just another title that can be added to your linkedin headline or something so public mm-hmm. speaking is something that so i i used to speak in various stages as i said so 
the first thing is to come out of your shell to come out of your shyness and uh, be it right or wrong i mean voice out your opinion mm-hmm. only if you voice out your opinion then people will start listening to you mm-hmm. so that's how it all started and uh, i would advise people to take this as a side hustle so whoever mm-hmm. it is i mean be it a software engineer be it a doctor be it a lawyer whoever it is watching this video please voice out your opinion and don't feel shy about it i mean yeah don't uh, don't feel people, like what other will think about us right that's a common exactly. thing exactly exactly just try to break the shell come out of the shyness and uh, i mean it it some people might mock you some people will of course pull you down yeah by saying that uh, this isn't nice and uh, other stuff but don't be discouraged i mean like it, it for every speaker it starts with that so keep yeah. going and uh, keep talking voice out your opinion and only if you do so you can become a really great speaker i was talking to one of my friends and he was like okay let me improve my communication and then i will give this presentation in my team mm-hmm. i'm like no you give a presentation and that's how you improve your communication so exactly. if you're working in a small team your first mm-hmm. place to speak in public is within your team mm-hmm. so within your team just try to figure out some topic some technical seminar or some business yeah. domain uh, conversation so just start doing that in a small audience then the audience can grow and yeah. your speaking abilities will improve and then you will have a special value within your company because mm-hmm. now when managers are looking for someone to present in a yeah. conference or let's say you're going for recruitment event you want to talk there then yeah. they will pick those type of people who are fearless okay. who can speak in public so you are now creating a unique value for yourself exactly and exactly that value to your profile and yourself exactly and these are the people who grow actually they they become eventually managers and they mm-hmm. climb the ladder fast than the other yeah. people who are just focusing on technical skills so yeah. guys yeah. like yeah. remember like these soft skills are very very important vijay is a perfect example like he has he's so young and he has done so many things so many achievements now let's say if he wants to apply in some company he wants to let's say you know uh, apply for a job like if you look at his resume his resume the first four line any recruiters look at it immediately he will get an interview call right or or he'll yeah. just get 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 picked up so these things make a lot of difference if you have just let's yeah. say python and sql and well everyone has that right like yeah. what yeah how are you different than the crowd exactly stand nope. stand out be a stand out person which makes you unique and as you said already i mean create a solid linkedin profile build a solid cv curriculum vitae and then also have a github repository so that okay. makes your life much easier all right now now since we are talking about linkedin here and and you are probably one of the best person who can talk about linkedin uh sometimes if you want is it okay like let's say i i want to apply in amazon as a data scientist Okay. and i want to reach out to some of them as a data scientist i think what advice do you have what i tell to people is mm-hmm. you are applying for amazon data scientist position in bangalore let's say uh, mm-hmm. go to linkedin find some of the data mm-hmm. scientists who are working in bangalore office from amazon oh. try to build mm-hmm. a connection and try to get a feel of 
how does the work culture look like what is the interview process do you think that's a good idea yeah for sure for sure for sure there is one option i mean even i i would advise them on that particular front so finding uh, people who work in the same firm try to get a feel of the projects that they work on try to see if your skills can match with them because every industry is different and every department is different as i said uh, my department is using spotfire for data visualization some of the other departments inside siemens they use tableau so every department and every company has their own principles and uh, software so it's good to contact those people i mean it is it is okay if they neglect your tech i mean if you knock 10 people at least one will respond so that's that's my mantra <laughs> ah no that's 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 very good point actually oh, so don't be yeah. discouraged like sometimes people are busy they are not checking their linkedin yeah, uh, often yeah. so don't be discouraged just keep on trying yeah. uh, do you have any interview tips for a person who wants to make a career in data science mm-hmm. mm, i would say uh, probably um, some basics of statistics would help so a lot of uh, top firms they they focus on the basics so let's take uh, facebook google amazon or let's say siemens so they focus on the basics so they focus on uh, let's say algorithm uh, statistics and a lot of uh, data science basics but it's not rocket science where they'll be giving you a lot of fancy problems i see so they'll they'll be targeting some basic questions where you need to uh, pull up your socks and think about which uh, idea or which model that you can use for this particular problem so they'll they'll most likely uh, not see the outcome like uh, getting a proximity of 96% or 97% won't be pleasing them but what ultimately pleases them is the model or uh, the algorithm that you choose why did you choose that particular uh, way mm-hmm. so some most of the companies they started giving out these case studies so they'll send out a case study to you they'll give you all the time in the world so they'll give you two days three days or seven days in some companies oh they'll is it they do that yeah in germany they do that they just send out a case study they'll give you a week and uh, it is up to you to refer any materials online any you can take help from any of your friends or colleagues but ultimately you need to present that in front of two or three people in the interview uh-huh. and that is where they'll ask the basics so they'll come uh-huh. to the basics okay why this model why not that model uh-huh. so why did this happen after this step what what was wrong in this step what was correct in this step so it it's all about the basics so as as you said every algorithm or everything about data science is already online so people need the basics right basics to be right <laughs> mm-hmm. i see and how about uh, competitive programming because i had a friend mm-hmm. who applied for a data scientist position in amazon here in us and mm-hmm. they uh, did a coding test so it was like literally like a competitive programming test Uh, okay okay so but i i don't think more like all the companies are doing that so like in your uh, view in for the companies like siemens mm-hmm. or other companies in germany mm-hmm. uh, what's the importance of 
programming or competitive yeah, coding for, for sure i mean like uh, you need to to be at a certain level i mean to to become a data scientist and especially in companies like amazon google and uh, ibm microsoft for sure there will be a competitive programming there so either uh, it depends again on the demographics so let's say in us there will be a lot of uh, programmers readily available the market is huge and if you take a com- uh, country like germany germany is, is relatively smaller in terms of workforce so that is why you see a lot of indians coming to germany now of late mm-hmm. so here it like uh, probably they'll be doing a pair programming in some cases they'll do a competitive programming test they'll ask you to share your screen and work on a problem online so that oh. the other person can see what you code that is also there and as i said in most cases it's a case study so they'll give you a couple of days to finish off um you can get any sort of help from anybody but ultimately you need to present you need to break down each and every single line of the code so that ultimately this again like a programming i mean like if you have done that but if you know the basics then you will answer it right if you have got mm-hmm. a help from google let's say or from your friends you might i mean that that, uh, yeah. that that explanation from you simply reveals it ah yeah yeah because yes. the, the people who are interviewing they are very smart so even if you took yeah. help from your person friend Uh, they will ask critical question or they might change the problem statement a little bit and they will figure out <laughs> whether you yeah, did it or yeah, not yeah. for sure for sure yeah so if anyone wants to build a career as a data scientist in germany let's say if person mm-hmm. is in india and he wants to move mm-hmm. to germany to build this career mm-hmm. like what advice do you have for such a person mm-hmm. so i would say if, if uh, it depends on uh, what level he is in if he is a student i would strongly recommend uh, to him or her to pursue a masters in germany of course doing a masters in germany is is really cheap so i i just paid uh, close to 30000 inr for my masters would you believe it what really <laughs> seriously yeah seriously <laughs> this is so much opposite to what you have here in us here yeah. in us probably you'll pay 40 or 50000 dollar a year actually yeah, yeah 30000 yeah. rupees for your entire master are you sure exactly yeah yeah i mean most of the german universities are public funded so what uh-huh. it means is the government funds the universities so all you need to get is the admission but getting the admission is tricky kind of tricky i mean there will be a lot of filters and you know how the german bureaucratics works right so Uh, there will be a lot of um, so is there any there inter- ex- mm-hmm. is there any exam like gre like what's the process let's say you are in india right now you want to pursue mm-hmm. master like what's the process uh for sure you need to give a uh, ielts exam in most of the universities ielts which is the recommended english exam and uh, some of the top notch universities like where i studied tu munich and uh, some of the top universities are named as technical universities Mm. so the top universities from india are named as iits right mm. so similar to iits here in germany we have tus so here if you want to get an admission in tus then you need to write either gre or gmat and even some universities they accept gate score which is kind of surprising <laughs> oh wow <laughs> they recognize okay. they recognize gate scores as well so if you have taken up gate score uh, then you can also apply with the gate score Mm-hmm. and 
and uh, what else in some universities they do have either one or two interviews a professor hmm. or a student um, representative will approach you by linkedin or skype he'll probably tell you what sort of areas they will focus on i then there will be a 30 minute or one hour interview more like a technical interview they'll see what a person is capable of again mm. just deep diving into the basics like if it is an electrical engineering they'll just go into the basics deep basics what is current what is semiconductors mm-hmm. what is this law what is that law so it's, it's really totally fun <laughs> all right nice so the yep. viewers who if you are watching if you want to build a career in germany i think i actually did not know it is so cheap so definitely yep. consider this option if you get an admission your golden 30000 rupees is nothing right yep even in india we spend a lot for one semester we spend a lot yeah it is <laughs> much cheaper than in india actually and once yeah. you let's say you do your masters so after yep. doing masters let's say here in us if you do masters you get 3 year opt so for 3 okay. years you can it's sort of like a work authorization for students mm-hmm. so you do not okay. have to worry about your h1b which is a work visa so does okay. germany has something like this yes we do have a window of 2 years which can be extended to 2 and a half or 3 but in general i mean students don't take that long and to be honest uh, the market is so open and uh, i mean germany has let the foreigners into the country in late 90s i mean after the reunion of east germany and west germany previously it was two countries okay east germany and west germany and they united in 1991 i guess so after that they they allowed a lot of international people so it's just like two two decades and if you look at us it's like i mean people people are flying to us like um, yeah since ever since it was yeah. founded actually <laughs> yeah so you can see people in all type of generations I and mean, like people are living there over generations yeah. but here in germany it's like now it's the prime time i would say so in the last 5 years i have seen a lot of indian community coming in especially when the fees is really low and also with what's happening across the globe so across the globe there are a lot of visa restrictions placed in us and uk that made people's decision turn towards germany oh so germany is a attractive destination for immigrants now yes in the, in the last especially in the last 2 3 years i have seen a lot of international people uh, flying around to germany and other parts yeah so if you want to pursue your masters guys definitely consider germany as an option yeah. because uh, sometimes people have this favorite destination which could be uh, either us canada or london like uk or mm-hmm. maybe australia but germany is kind of it doesn't come into radar but based on what you're saying it seems very lucrative i, I did not know it's so cheap and at the same time the job opportunities are also pretty good in germany uh, how yeah. about language i think do you have to learn um, german or depends depends on cities so let's say i live in munich munich down south of uh, germany so here if you look at the population almost 45% of the people living here are uh, immigrants so okay. like the entire city has a lot of uh, native uh, english speakers so here it depends i mean like uh, let's take myself i myself i'm not that fluent in german but i i do speak uh, good german 
I see. So if you want to progress in your career, if you want to climb up the ladder, then I would say language is a must. I see. For sure. Okay. For sure, right? I mean, obviously, even in India, in our state, if we are letting someone in, then if he integrates with the culture, integrates with the language, then we'll make some progress. Out. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the same here as well. Perfect. All right. So that those are all the questions I had, Vijay. Um, so thank you very much for again for giving valuable inputs. We are going to provide a link of your LinkedIn and your TEDx talk in the video description because below. So friends, please check it out. Do you have any closing remarks or some final piece of advice? I would say just just think out of the box. Uh, just break all your shackles. Come off of the box and. Uh, stand unique so keep keep up the good work keep doing what you are good at that is more important i mean if you are good at painting keep doing it for years i mean some time time will find you i mean like it will throw you some light at the end of the tunnel so Keep That's a very good comment, actually. The time will find you. You know, like you keep on doing. I remember I started YouTube channel. I was uploading my mm -hmm. videos. First mm -hmm. year, I got only thousand subscribers. It was not even thousand, and I'm like, I'm doing so much work. But then, <laughs> you know, it's not up to me. It, it it was the time which gave me the recognition. And once it started growing, nowadays yeah. in a month I get ten thousand subscribers. Previously, like it yeah. took me one year to get even what yeah. seven hundred <laughs> subscribers. So being persistent and being patient is the key. A lot of time people start applying for data science job or programming job. They get a little like very impatient, but yeah, you know, yeah. you have to be patient. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I will provide all the links and yeah. it was just great having conversation. Yeah. It was nice talking to you as well. Thanks a lot and take care. Yeah, bye.